0: Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. Also on YouTube, Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. The program is presented to you by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. And it is our pleasure to welcome to the show... John Denton of MLB.com. John, you just landed in Chicago. Jackson and I were taking wagers on what airline you used. I'm going to go with the non-Southwest flight. I'm saying you're at O'Hare. Jackson, you're on Midway. Yep. Okay. What do you we got?
1: Well, I'm a Midway guy. I'm, uh, I don't like any airport where you have to take two trains to get to the rental car or the station. That, uh, O'Hare is a little much for me. I, I'm more of a Midway guy.
0: Yeah, I was at Midway on Saturday as well. Not the most aesthetically pleasing airport, but perhaps efficient.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, I go for efficiency on the road, no doubt.
0: Uh, John, I'm looking forward to getting your perspective on all of these questions that we are going to be uh, getting answers to here over the next 11 days between now and the trade deadline. Let's start with this one because it it takes into account the fact that the Cardinals have won eight of their last ten. Offensively, they really have been raking as a lineup throughout the month of july but uh pre-all-star break weren't really able to turn many of those offensive outbursts into wins certainly in miami uh being one of the biggest examples so with that said do you think the five game winning streak potentially changes the cell mindset in any way
1: well, you know, John Mozeliak like said it would not change it, but I, I don't tend to believe that. I, I think in this town in St. Louis, where there, you know, probably 2.5 million tickets already sold, where there's an expectation to win every year, including this year, I think if if this thing keeps going, I think there could be a change of heart. You know, I think they could look to add a piece, maybe add a couple of bullpen pieces that would help this year and next year. Um, do I think they're going to trade an outfielder? Yes. Do I think they're probably going to trade either? Jordan Hicks or Ryan Helsley, yes. Um, but but I, I think there there could be a shift back to this season instead of just next season because, you know, in, in this town, you're expected to win in St. Louis, and, you know, that doesn't change. I know the odds are, are unlikely that they're going to win this division, but, you know, in the NL Central, you're never out of it. And, you know, the Cardinals are playing better. If they keep playing better against the Cubs and Arizona, then I'll be a full believer Uh, You know, they beat up on two teams that are kind of reeling right now. If they can do it uh, over these next. well, they got the Cubs eight times in the next 11 yeah. days, and they got three at Arizona. So you do it over these next 11 days, I think there will definitely be a shift in, in thought.
0: Arizona trending in a good direction uh, beating the Braves last couple of nights, so that could be a fine test in the middle of next week before seeing the Cubs again. I noticed you you mentioned trading an outfielder. I think most people expect that. I would imagine a guy making his uh, reappearance tonight in Chicago, Tyler O'Neill would be the odds-on favorite at the moment, and then potentially trading Hells or Hicks, uh, that wouldn't surprise people either. But I noticed you didn't mention uh, Montgomery or Flaherty. And to me, from my standpoint, John, if you trade one of or both of them, it makes any chance of performing the miraculous comeback, which is about a 6% chance in winning the national league central. Uh, it gives those odds even uh, a longer shot because of the team's need for starting pitching at the same time. It would certainly be understandable if they did. So are you thinking there is a chance they hold on to both of them?
1: I think there's a chance that they, they trade one and hold on to one. Okay. Uh, you so you, do think, well, you do think problem. one is likely to go? I think one of them could go. You know, they've they both told the Cardinals that they want to be free agents, that they're, you know, uh, Jordan Montgomery has even said, hey, they had their chance last, you know, during this off season, Nothing happened. We'll see what happens in free agency. That was his exact words. Uh, you know, Scott Boris is his agent. He likes his clients to go into free agency and maximize their dollars. Um, I think, you know, I think they know that uh, – It's going to take a lot of money to sign Jordan Montgomery. I think they've got a little better shot with Jack Flaherty because they have more history with him. I think one of the two will probably be gone, and I think that'll be good news for the other one as far as, you know, staying in St. Louis and getting the money that he wants at the agency. So,
0: Ballpark, what do you think at this moment? And I realize they're both trending, so they'd be not necessarily at peak market value, but certainly in a right direction as opposed to, say, a couple of months ago for Jack Flaherty and this time last year for Jordan Montgomery when he was traded from the Yankees. What do you think Montgomery would get at at 31 years old uh, and currently tied for for seventh in the National League with his ERA in the low threes.
1: Well, you know, uh, Tim, uh, Miles Michaelis signed for two years and forty million this offseason. So I'm thinking, you know, Montgomery's gonna get at least four years. Like yeah. you're not gonna get him for two years. Uh, he's gonna be at least twenty five million a year, I, I would guess, you know, based on you know, if Miles Michaelis is getting twenty million, I would say Montgomery's probably gonna get twenty five million. He is a six foot six left hander who is, you know, trending the right way. I think he's got the Eighth or ninth best ERA in the National League. He's been consistent. Uh, you know, he went through a rough patch, but most of that was when they weren't scoring runs. So he's been their best pitcher from start to finish this season. And, you know, six foot six lefties don't grow on trees, and he's going to be in high demand. And I think he's going to be in high demand over the next two weeks. I think the Cardinals are going to get a lot of good offers from him that, you know, from teams that are trying to get over the hump and and, and finish the season strong and make a push in the playoffs. Uh,
0: what do you think Flaherty, if uh, if he was to go on the market right now, what he would be looking at?
1: I would wonder if he's, you know, maybe a tick less. Uh, you know, Jack has more high-end uh, stuff, a higher ceiling. But Jack also has an injury history that, that you know, it, it, that's reality. That's going to count against you. Uh, having missed games is going to count against you. Um, I, I think Jack, you know, This is his first time as a free agent and, and, you know, maybe his last time. So he's going to walk four or five years. If he stays in St. Louis, I think he's going to push for, you know, a five-year deal. Uh, You know, this franchise has been hesitant to give pitchers long-term deals, and rightly so. You know, we've seen what happened to Verlander and Scherzer and, and, you know, those big high-dollar guys this year. Uh, Giving giving pitchers long-term deals is never a good idea. Uh, You know, I think if the Cardinals could get Jack Flaherty back on a four-year deal, I think they would be tickled with that.
0: Do you think that there is any possibility whatsoever, and your, your quote from Jordan Montgomery certainly indicates that it's highly unlikely, at least specific to him, that the Cardinals would attempt to lock one of them in between now and the deadline so that they would know that they're tending to their need of at least three starters for 2024 that they could lock one in and not be risking missing the boat on acquiring assets for them at the trade deadline do you think that's in play
1: yeah you know Tim I asked John Mose like that do you need to know where those guys are you know before you before the trade deadline and he said they have a pretty good idea and you know, it, it means a lot to a player to be a free agent. This is Jack Flaherty's first time to be a free agent. This is Jordan Montgomery's first time to be a free agent. They want to maximize their dollars. They want to pick their spot. You know, so for so many years, they're tied in, they're locked in, they're told where they're going to play. Uh, this is their one chance to, to kind of, you know, pick the spot where they want to go, maximize their dollars. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there's going to be a hometown discount for, for Jack Flaherty. Um, you know, the Cardinals have, have pushed with Jack. They've tried to talk to Jack's people about, you know, doing doing something now. Uh, that doesn't seem to be an option right now. That, that, you know, the Flaherty camp does not seem to be interested in that. They know that, you know, the way to maximize their dollars, the way to maximize the length of the deal is to go into free entities So, you know, I, that's got to give the Cardinals pause. That's got to make them wonder if, you know, maybe you trade one of these guys. because. You, know, you get a draft pick, that guy's probably three years away. But if you trade him now, you can get help that can help right now. So that's why I say that uh, I'm not sure they can go into free agency with both of those guys being free, being free agents. Uh, maybe you pick the one that you think is most likely to return and trade the other one.
0: John MLB. dot com with us here. I was watching the uh, press conference with John Mozalak a few days ago, and when asked about conversations with Nolan Arnato and Paul Goldschmidt, he uh, said he wanted to keep those conversations. Private. Uh, With regards to 2024, that seems to be Mazelloc's focal point is bringing the team back to a point where they're contending in 2024. So a full on rebuild isn't in play, but Goldschmidt is up after next year. Do you have any indication whatsoever? if A, the Cardinals would consider trading him, and B, and perhaps even more importantly, because Goldschmidt can nix it right away, if Goldschmidt would be accepting of a trade if it sent him to a team that was in a spot that uh, looked like they would have a real shot at winning a world championship this year?
1: You know, I I think Paul has no desire to leave. Uh, He's here with Nolan Arenado, kind of as a package deal. You know, if, if one of them goes, they both go. Um, you know, John Mazelik has said they're going to listen to everybody. When you're open to listening, that means everybody on the table. That doesn't mean you're going to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. You know, I just find it highly unlikely. You know, John like does not want on his record that he traded Paul Goldschmidt. You know, I mean, the two best acquisitions he's ever made in his career were Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. You don't want to be the guy who got rid of him, especially when he wants to be here. He's still in his prime. Uh, I think it's more likely that Paul Goldschmidt gets a two-year extension than I do that he gets traded. We were
0: talking about that in our first segment today, and, and the Cardinals were burned by giving Matt Carpenter an extension when they didn't necessarily need to. Um, do you think that that is something that could come into play and, and we would hear about it relatively soon, or is this something that you would see more likely, uh, say, in the off season?
1: I think that's something that comes later after they get certainty. You know, they don't know yet how much they're going to, have to spend on pitching. They don't know, if, yeah, yeah. You know if, you, if you go into free agency with Jack Flaherty and Jordan Montgomery, you're looking at 350000000 million you're going to have to spend on pitching. And that's just two of them. You still need another starter for next season. So I think after all the pitching gets settled, uh, how many prospects you're going to have to give up, how many dollars you're going to have to give up, after all that, then I think they could go to Goldschmidt and entertain possibly a, an extension because – He's the guy, he's the kind of guy you want around your young guys. Like, if you traded Paul Goldschmidt, you would be trying to get another Paul Goldschmidt tomorrow. So, I just don't see John Mozeliak ever pulling the trigger on getting rid of that guy. Um, one thing that I
0: have been, and it's only been me, so feel free to shut it down uh, immediately, do you think there's any chance that they would attempt to, and I realize they'd have to eat salary or give away plenty in order to get a team to acquire him, but would trade Wilson Contreras?
1: <laughs> you know, too, it's funny. We were kind of talking about that on Press Road the other day. And, I mean, the only way you do that is... If Mr. DeWitt was willing to swallow forty million dollars, and I, I oh, don't—oh God, really to, really? It'd be that well, much, okay. you think? <laughs> well, then, then, then I think you don't have work, to go right. any further if that's the premise. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that kind of tells you where where that stands. I mean, you know, not now. Maybe later. Maybe you know, a couple years into this thing, and well, that'll be know, great. There's going to have to be some work done with with the way he's catching because, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a struggle every night with him behind the plate right now, and. You know, there's a there's a reason why Andrew Kisner is so popular in the in the clubhouse because he, you know he does his homework and, and he's a good defensive catcher. So, uh, you know, there's there, there's got to be some changes next season, but I think they're you know. This is the guy they gave eighty-seven million to, and they're gonna they're
0: gonna have him for a few years. I mean, I'm telling you, if you're talking about the state of the Cardinals, and uh, I mean that that's a moment on the timeline is what took place this offseason with identifying, and I still it still kind of blows me away uh, that that the catching position was identified as the top priority. I recognize Yadier Molina is retiring; I understand that, but it's not like there's five Yadier Molinas just sitting out there, and then you go bid on them. And Wilson Contreras is not Yadier Molina, and we could have said that back in October of 2022 that wasn't a revelation uh, and so to pivot off of Sean Murphy and go to Wilson Contreras and now be stuck with an albatross of a contract for a guy who's your essential DH and occasional catcher is a real real pivotal move in the uh, in the organization's free agent history my goodness
1: I came up with a line the other day see what you think about this the Cardinals wanted Sean Murphy they couldn't get him they got a Contreras the Braves wanted Sean Murphy and got rid of a Contreras to get him. Like that's the difference between the Cardinals yeah, and the Braves. Yeah. I, like yeah. I
0: mean, you're talking about a guy who has just been killing it for the Braves and had a year of control the, and the Braves were able to sign him to that extension. It's just, it's such a huge deal. When you start look at allocating payroll, we're talking about pitching and spending money and you go, okay, you got 20 million committed here. For this guy who, you know, is a DH, and it's nothing personal, of course. None of this is personal. It's just assessing value in a payroll, and you're going, oh, you're stuck with this. That's why I would think if they could do it. But if you're telling me DeWitt's got to eat $40 million, then, you know, then I'll, I'll settle in on my, uh, my my vision for that. You mentioned Helsley and Hicks as well. What do you think the situation is uh, there, John?
1: You know, I think, I think one of those two are likely to go. I mean, Helsley's still under control. Uh, you know, he, he he didn't win it. He lost his arbitration case uh, this past summer, this past offseason. That did not go over well with him, did not sit well with him. Uh, he has a history of arm injuries, so, the, you know, that's going to be a red flag to teams. Jordan Hicks has, has come on and pitched well now, and, you know, they are going to be 29 of the teams lined up to try to get a guy who throws 103 miles an hour. So, you know, I, I think that that is a position of strength. Uh, if you look back at some of the trades John Mozellak has made in the past, They're not those big, you know, move-the-needle, earth-shaking trades. They're about clearing up redundancies. They're about dealing from positions of strength. Uh, You know, that's why you look to deal an outfielder, because you have too many outfielders. You look to deal maybe even Tommy Edmund or Brendan Donovan, because they kind of repeat one another. Uh, You got three catchers. Maybe you can move one of those. Uh, You have two closers, so maybe you move one of those. I would look for... Those areas for the Cardinals to trade from instead of trying to, you know, blow the market out out of the water, look for them to trade redundancies, try to clean up redundancies on the roster and see what you can turn that into. If you can turn if you could turn, uh, you know, Jordan Hicks into a two setup man, you might be better off that way if you know you're getting healthy back.
0: Final question for you, John. John Denton with us. He's covering the Cardinals and Cubs tonight in the four-game series in Chicago. MLB. dot com. Uh, John Mazalek said something that I thought was pretty eye opening, uh, especially considering how he said the payroll would go up, and that one didn't necessarily uh, live in a beautiful place this off season when it. <laughs> Didn't really. Uh, and that is uh, they know they're going to have to go out and uh, and go into the free agent market and acquire a, a pitcher. And uh, my curiosity is considering some of the names who are out there this offseason, if they are thinking they're going to go and try to catch one of the big fish, uh, any any indication on that? I mean, I realize you're, you're months away and they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do with the trade deadline. But, you know, there's some big names out there. Aaron Nola. Julio Urias, uh, Blake Snell. Do you think the Cardinals would, would be able to and be willing to go that direction?
1: Uh, Tim, I, I do think Blake Snell is a is name that, that you know, it kind of raises the eyebrows because Blake Snell's been like a 93, 94 mile an hour guy his whole career. He's throwing 98 now. I think he, against the Cardinals last season, he hit 96 for the first time in his career. Now he's throwing 98. With the no, you know, the Cardinals for years have been a team that pitches to contact, uses their defense, relies on the shift. Well, there's no shift now. You know, you look at guys like Andre Palante. like they can't pitch to contact and rely on ground balls anymore. They need more swing and miss. And a guy like Blake Snell would fit that. But the problem is, you need three pitchers. You can't go give thirty-five million to one guy when you need three pitchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they do have Adam Wainwright seventeen million coming off the books. Uh, Jack Clary's seven million dollars coming off the books. Jordan Montgomery's ten million coming off the books. But the problem is, you can't go throw forty million at one guy. You've got to have three starting pitchers for next season. So, you know, you're you're you may have to shop in the bargain bin barrel, you know, for a couple of those guys if if you go and spend all your money on one guy.
0: There it is, John Denton with his perspective on the state of things with the Cardinals as the trade deadline approaches. And the team, meanwhile, tries to win its sixth straight and climb back into the National League Central race. First things first, the climb to 500. We'll see if they can get there. John Denton will be covering it for MLB.com. John, always enjoy our conversations. Thanks so much for the time, sir. All right, Jim. Take care. Take it easy. That's John Denton with us here. Your reaction to what he had to say next here on Balloon Party, driven by Mungana, St. Louis, Acura, on 101 ESPN and on YouTube.